There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. dong. Las, Las Culturistas calling. Mm-hmm. Giggle Here we monster. Go. You Here are. Well, I hope you are. What's going on right now? You t- we're, Are we both in a little dip? Should we acknowledge this and be upfront? I have been anxious all day and I literally don't know why. I do why? know why. Though. Why do you know why? Well, I, oh, it's so stupid. I just, I feel. I, Tell me now. I feel like we're at the time of the pandemic where, like, I, I don't talk to a single person that is doing well. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's hard to, like, it's hard to make yourself feel good when like when when everyone around you feels bad you know what i mean like you get this i get this you're so right and i hadn't thought of it that way before my sister's so wise well you know you might call me the wisdom i you are the wisdom i call (laughs) you that all the time but aren't you doing relatively okay like yes but then there's there's little things I just feel like it's a very inactive time right now. It being the winter, of I can't course. imagine. Like, and I'm saying this like in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, you're in New York, where it's absolutely covered in snow. You do not understand the luxury that is <laughs> no. to be able to drive 15 minutes to Griffith Park, and, and not even to, five. five. It's really not five even minutes. five. Not even five. <laughs> and then you go on a gorgeous hike up through those hills, Aye. and you can even go behind one or two hills and look at the. San Gabriel Valley. Oh my God. What a life in an LA. I've forgotten my roots. 
that's what it is. I'm, I'm disconnected from my touchstones mm-hmm. that keep me grounded and tethered, really, yes. to to Earth. But no, it's not a big deal. It's I'm just thinking to myself, like, why do I do that? Like, I, I'm the kind of person that I really absorb other people's stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it ends up dictating my experience. Um, and I, girl. I don't know what empath queen <laughs> empath queen, but yeah, it's just, it's just something I've been thinking about a lot because I just feel like it's a time in the pandemic when no one is like, um, feeling happy. Also, honestly, I think I've just like the week has been a lot like after the accident, I still don't have a car. You know what I mean? I'm still mm. just like sitting here and not really doing much. And I haven't been able to go out and uh, like buy groceries and I was doing very good with cooking for myself and et cetera. It's just like a weird lullish time in the pandemic. Yeah. And I think what happens when you're not doing much and you have an addiction to social media is you're on it a lot. So I will say, and it ain't good right no, now. It's not like we're living in a great time of social media either. No, and it actually sort of brings me to a piece of culture I feel we should discuss, which is the the Britney of it all. And mm. I I watched the Britney documentary, and I think this is one of the reasons why I was in a funk. Like I watched the Britney documentary; it was devastating. Yeah. And in watching it, I felt a lot of like I I think like personal responsibility is the wrong way to say it, but I felt like we have not been there for her as a, as a people that she gave so much to. And I thought to myself, and of course I had to take to Twitter and I was like, you know, in watching, I tried to say in so many words in watching the Britney Spears documentary, it's so clearly that this is to me anyway, this is about so much more than just her. It's about a misogynist and sexist culture that would basically for so many years sort of try to condition us to make us feel like the suffering of these celebrities and really mainly these women is mm-hmm. funny. And like, you know, like we were cultured by like late night and tabloid culture to think there was entertainment value in this type of thing. And so I tweeted that something to that extent. And like a lot of the responses I got were like, yeah, duh. And it's like, no, okay, no, oh, okay, no. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and it just no became this ugly that. thing. Well, people are just, People online are just so mad about why wh- that they're mad that you like even the reminders of that reality that you are already aware of way before like, way before this documentary came out that you don't sort of like vocalize that every day as if it's an, an implicit truth like for I mean but it's I don't care for people who say duh like I don't understand yeah. what the conversational rhetorical like use of that is to be like yeah we've all known that it's like I well then. Good for fucking you. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm I, being this. No, 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 no. Literally this, because one thing I was entertaining as my, I don't think so, honey later was people that are like, well, I never thought it was funny. What was happening with Britney Spears? Like good for you. I cannot believe that someone would take this opportunity to show how they've always been a better person than everyone else. It's like, we're just pointing out that the culture like was set so that we like, enjoyed the downfall of these celebrities. It's been like that for a very long time. I know I'm not breaking any news. I'm just pointing it out what the documentary illustrates and people are just like, they no, need no, no, so no, no. desperately to like, let you all know. Well, but, well, I was, I always thought it was horrible what they did to Britney Spears. Good for you. I'm sorry. No, that's pathetic. And you know, you know what that does? That's also buying into like stupid individualist nonsense where it's right. like, it, it, that you think it's important that you were exceptional in whatever way of thinking to, to be like, well, this 
you, what you're saying has no value or importance because I am the exception mm-hmm. that that doesn't take away from the fact that this is a society that this has been like it was a societal project to ruin Britney Spears's life. Absolutely. And I, I think and like and but it's it is it's it is I'm sorry and it is individualism mm-hmm. over collectivism where it's like it doesn't fucking matter what your individual like responsibility as a person is mm-hmm. like you you're not changing anything any outcome uh as it relates to some collective issue that's all yeah. it is like yeah. it do- i don't care that you always thought that what we were doing to britney spears is fucked up this yeah. documentary exists in spite of that right and we are reacting to it and what yeah. i think i think it's number one case that it makes is that this is misogyny period like this mm-hmm. is just what we did to this girl this superhuman talent who was willing to give and give and give from the time she was nine, 10 years old on star search. She was being asked questions by Ed McMahon. Did you get to watch the doc? Yeah, I watched, I watched the whole thing. Ed asks her, do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Like it's truly wild, wild, wild. And honestly, and you and I talked about this over FaceTime yesterday, like, (laughs) and you said something I think that is brilliant, which is anyone who worked in media in like the year 2000, Let's say like 2000 to 2008, 2009 mm. should just no longer work in media. Yeah. I just think they should be replaced. <laughs> if you're Diane Sawyer, if you're fucking Matt yeah. Lauer, uh, obviously, or like Jay Leno or like any of those people who like truly like went after this woman or like took the pot shots at the time when it was such low hanging fruit, like you should go fuck yourself. I, I honestly, ever since the Connie Chung thing, and even before that, I'm like, I don't know about that fucking Diane fucking Sawyer because you and I have even talked about that moment in the interview mm-hmm. when Brittany basically says like there's power in masturbation, right? She says, she, the words she used were she feels that masturbation is a sacred, sacred. thing. That she yes. doesn't want to, that, that she feels like a power in it and a pleasure in it. And Diane looked at her like she had three heads and was like, you think it's sacred? And you can see in that moment, Brittany sort of sink into herself and she said, oh, just kidding, I, I, I think I'm confused. I, I, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and she like <sighs> moved it along. And then like w- w- what's also explored in the documentary is how basically Diane Sawyer is cornering Brittany in that interview being like, yeah. what did you do to Justin Timberlake to make Crazy. him so upset? Because it was just, and we can talk about Justin at length, but like, oh, yeah. but the media basically like, really sided with him with no evidence but his own testimony his own obviously biased testimony and when you watch the whole documentary it's clear they had been out to get her from the beginning because Mm -hmm. people were uncomfortable with her expressing sexuality in the way that she did and connecting with young girls in the way that she did who hadn't really had someone like that um to speak specifically to this generation, because yeah. the thing about Britney Spears is she is our generations. You can even say yeah. millennial generations answer to generation X's Madonna and Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Th- there was not a sexually forward figure like that. And she happened to be young and, you know, selling a sexy image. And I think people were so offended and triggered by that. It's not even that we were uncomfortable. We were always comfortable. We were always overly comfortable or even just we were dictating what her sexuality should be by being Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's ask her about her tits when she's fucking 18. Mm -hmm. And younger. we, We were like, she did like she 
found her her little cracks in the veneer to like express herself sexually but it's it was also this thing where like we were the ones who fucking chipped at it because mm-hmm. we kept like making jokes about her boobs or her virginity and all this stuff yeah so it's it's not even that like we re- it was a reactionary thing it's that we like as a society were so fucking interrogational about her existence as like a really confident performer and an attractive performer and someone who like could be like very commanding physically. It's like, you know, God, I like watched back like the Pepsi ads from the Super Bowl, like, you know, 20 years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's like, God, Britney Spears was a fucking dynamo and like Jackson level choreography, like dancing and like had that quality where you just like lost your mind when you saw her like pop out on stage at that time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, there was before Britney for our generation and there was after Britney. And I say this sometimes on the podcast and I believe you have a similar um, experience, but I remember the day she impacted. Like I remember there was a day where Baby One More Time was not in the culture. And the next day, I remember, I distinctly remember walking into third grade and it was like, have you seen Britney Spears? We yeah. love Britney Spears. Like Britney Spears yeah. is the best. And I was like, wait, hold on. Who is Britney Spears? And at right. that time, you couldn't just go home and like on the look internet. it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you had to, I remember I had to beg my parents to let me put on MTV because I was not allowed to watch that because I knew they weren't playing around VH1. I was like, please, like you don't understand. Like mm-hmm. there's a singer that I have to know in order to fit in. Like it Ooh, got to that point. Yeah. And they were like, and I remember my uncle was like, oh, I've seen the Britney Spears video. You, It's really something else. And I was like, I need to see it. And then mm-hmm. when, it, because it was this, there was a demand for her. The yes. day, like it was, cr- it was so instant that, and, and I think that our generation hadn't really experienced anything like that. Like, yes, no. with the Spice Girls, um, but there were so many of them. And also with right. boy bands, there were so many people involved. Like that uh-huh, sounds silly, uh-huh. but a targeted fixation on one individual had not yes. really happened yet for our generation. And you're right. Like it took my sister to bring home a CD of Baby One More Time, the mm-hmm. album. Like I I didn't know who she was until the album came out. You know right. what I'm saying? Like but then like I just I remember I have like the fullest sense memory of like being in my living room in our house in Canada and just like putting in the CD and being like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even the like B sides, like soda pop sometimes, sometimes yep. email yep. my heart, like uh, that album. Ooh, Brittany Never was forget. The, Brittany was Dear diary, day <laughs> I saw that boy, and I kind of thought he smiled at me. At me. She was, uh, she, no one had ever been like that. No. And I remember it, it, it was like, I don't even think I knew what she looked like until mm-hmm. I got to the record store and walked up to the new releases and picked up the album and the, the CD. And then weren't you like, she's the prettiest girl. I was like, she's so pretty. I was like, oh, she's like super cute. And she's exactly as pretty as everyone said she would be. And then mm-hmm. you turn on, you hear boom, boom, boom. And the world changed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, it, that was the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was Britney's, was Britney's only placement in the top 200 moments, number 200? No, there had to have been more. 200 is when Britney said, good morning, America. Well, that's, uh, it's, 
you know what? We might have to do a new list. We might because because we might have to do for our 250th episode. We might have to do top 250 moments that didn't make it because it's just getting to be ridiculous how many things we've missed. Because what should be on the list is no no that just that sound should be on the list. Yes, um, yes, and it, yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can have Doug put it in right here. Can you just put the sound the, from the Britney song right in right here? Great. I'm so happy we Great. heard it. And now all you're thinking about is that fucking song, the music video, the the fucking like little puffs in her ponytail, pigtails. Yes, but you know what else is interesting? Like the amount of time where she was like super dominant, which was like 98 to 2004 five like up through in the zone like before it got kind mm-hmm, of weird mm-hmm. with her being consumed by the paparazzi and everything when she was just truly untouchable everyone's favorite yeah, yeah. um it felt like 20 years but was only like six it was only sex you or not even I mean? sex it was like nine because baby one more time was 99 or 98 oh no baby one more time is 99 99 and and then, oops, I did it again. It was 2000. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Because that was the that was also at the same time when the Backstreet Boys put out the Millennium album. Right. So right. this was like, the, the Millennium was a huge, <laughs> like, <laughs> like timestamp. <laughs> well, because back then it was, because it really was like once a year, there would be a new Britney album. And I was like mm-hmm. truly, even as a kid getting used to this cadence of, once a year, there's going to be a Britney Spears album mm-hmm. and it's going to be so, it's going to consume my life because it was 99 was Baby One More Time, 2000 was Oops, I Did It Again, 2001 yeah. was Britney. Yeah. And I think, and then In The Zone wasn't until 2003, but even then I was just like, we're getting Britney consistently. And I like tr- did not know how like, you know, <laughs> this, the industry worked. So I was just like, for the, until I die, there's going to be a new Britney Spears album once or uh, once every two years, once mm-hmm. every year or once every two years. And also, like, you don't understand what it takes to have that output. Like, now looking back, it's like, they probably worked that we girl like a her. dog. And, I, like, and, and she probably, and you see in the documentary that she enjoys it and likes. And, like, has input and, like, yeah, is part of the process. Of executive ability. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I remember when she took her little break. Uh, before she did it in the zone because she was going to like rebrand and come back as this, you know, a little bit older version of Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was a veteran returning. Meanwhile, she yes. had been in the industry for like four years. Four years. Well, and yeah. I mean, and I mean, as a huge mainstream pop act, obviously she had done Mickey Mouse Club and all that stuff. But, but I just remember her being so ubiquitous and at the time, obviously not knowing what that meant, which is that she must be working insanely hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the documentary just shows that i think people do appreciate the documentary showing like a moment of her being like i was not controlled from the i was not a puppet from the beginning right i really and it's like what justin tranter said too when we had them on mm-hmm. they're like someone who like achieves like selena let's say his level of success they were they were talking about like selena gomez's level of success yeah that's not by accident that's like there's something there's some personal power in there and that yeah. artist to like know what to lean in on. And I feel like you have to give credit to Britney Spears for knowing that herself. Yeah. It's you important know? to know that too, in the documentary, it's because of the position that she's in now where she has like no autonomy over what she's doing. Right. And, right. and it's, it, it's crazy because what the documentary argues is that basically it went from postpartum yeah. Combin- combined with the fact that the paparazzi was out to get her. 
And the fact it went from that to conservatorship, pretty much within a span of like six months. Right. Which is unheard of. Black, like around the release of Blackout, which was like October of 2007 mm-hmm. into the first quarter of 2008. That was when that was like the full cycle of the conservatorship or in terms of like it sort of being talked about and then it finally happening. And truly that like that, that crazy, like if it, if it like butterfly effect moment was that one lawyer um, being rejected from representing her in the, in the dispute because like she gets this court appointed lawyer to represent her and then she loses the, 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 the dispute and then she has to be under her father's conservatorship. Right. Do you know it's, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and like, it, it's just crazy how rigged it obviously feels against yeah. her. The yeah. fact that it seems like no matter what she says or does, and now she's like legally in court documents, she is, she is saying she fears her father. She doesn't mm-hmm. want him involved. She won't work. She won't work with him. She won't put out any new work if he's still the conservator. Right. Yeah. And she recognizes, appreciates, and supports the informed support of her fans who, who are the Free Britney movement, which to me means that like there's something wrong here. And mm-hmm. I really feel like we should be able to hear from her. And yes, you can on her Instagram and stuff. And she actually trolled today and she put out a post that was like, wow, what we've all been waiting for last week, the Super Bowl. I was rooting for both teams. Like she kind of <laughs> like said yeah. something like like that. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. but Brittany, what's going on? Because it's now yeah. gotten to a point where it's like, it's, it, it's, it's ordinarily with a big stunt like this, like whenever Taylor Swift pulls a stunt or like whatever, it's usually whether or we can see it on face value or not in service of some sort of project or yeah. the brand. This is not. So this it's is for like, like her, her life. Yeah. This is for her safety, sanity, livelihood. And so it just feels to me like there is obviously something wrong with someone being in control of her money and person who she says she, she explicitly doesn't want in that role. And has mm-hmm, been saying mm-hmm. that. And then there was that weird interview with her brother where he was like, you know, the women oh, in my yeah. family are very strong-willed and it's annoying or something. I was like, what I the fuck is the deal that. here? It's just like, and where he's like, you know, I'm one of the few men in the family. It's like, no, it's you and your dad who's a full fucking deadbeat who is absent for most of Britney's life and trying yeah. to start off these stupid little grifty rackets or whatever the fuck. And now he's like swooping back in and controlling her money and having her pay for his lawyers. It's so fucked up. Um, that fucking lawyer who represents Jamie was so stupid. I can't believe she like that fucking woman who was just like, um, yeah, uh, the conservatorship mm-hmm. is like legitimate in these ways. And then she like, uh, like a week, do you see like a week after that interview, she like went back to represent Jamie Spears. It's like, so it's so stacked against poor Brittany. And it's like, and and yeah, like, but I wonder like what we, like you say that we have not been there for her. I agree. But what do we do? Well, to, to, it, to be, to be there for her. And what I mean by that is like, what I mean is I don't think it's possible. And a lot of people were telling me I was wrong yesterday on Twitter and good for fucking you, sweetheart. Good for you. But I don't think it's possible to sit here and say as a consumer of culture in the era of Britney Spears, as a millennial who is like a fan of pop culture, that that there's not stuff to examine about the way that we've experienced 
examined, discussed culture. And we mm-hmm, literally do mm-hmm. it on this show. And we've had to change the way that we talk a lot. I mean, when, when, um, when Adele came back into the scene and had lost all that weight, you know, we said like, we have to change the way that we talk about, especially women in the, in the public eye, because this has real repercussions on their lives. And I think that someone like Britney Spears, because she's just always been there and always been ubiquitous because there's some joy in talking about her or experiencing her in any way, we all are a little brainwashed and conditioned to feel like it's okay to laugh at someone who's rich or it's okay to laugh at someone who's beautiful or it's okay to laugh at someone who's talented, who seemingly is uh, undefeatable. But with her, it's like when she so clearly was vulnerable, it felt like it came at the perfect storm when it came to like the tabloid culture. And like, I remember I was a big consumer of Perez Hilton because at the time when I was in middle school or high school, I did think a lot of the ways he was shitty towards celebrity was funny because it something about the way that um, it was all framed or it just always felt like a punch up, um, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe it was just the fact that I grew up in a very toxic patriarchal part of the world you know what i mean mm-hmm. and or, and i'm just recognizing that now and it's just another step of the unlearning of all of that but i did um you know not enjoy but participate in a narrative that was wow britney spears like what a train wreck you know what yeah. i mean and i think so it's I. disingenuous so to say not me never me like i just think that that means it's 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 a lack of self-awareness to think you were better than all of this and that you didn't participate in this. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like denying that you were a part of some large collective sentiment about something. Right. Like, I don't know that that it's, it's not like, it's not that I'm shit. It's not that it's not that like, um, we're saying that like, Oh, like contrarians are, that's not like a, a like, like that's like a useless stance to take, but it's like also it doesn't really undermine anything about the dominant like feeling around something mm-hmm. or that you sort of absolve yourself from like the consequences of that. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah, like you being like, I didn't, I never, I never like sort of fell for the whole like Britney, like haha train doesn't mean that like millions of other people did. You right. Know? Exactly. And so it's basically just like a way to like say you're better than everyone, which cool and great. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. Like wonderful. Like next time there's a big polarizing issue, we'll listen to you first because you're on the right side of history about everything. But my thing is just like, like, like millions and millions of people clearly felt conditioned by a society in into thinking that this was an acceptable way to treat someone because she was treated that way and is in the positions that she's in now. And like, we saw it. So, so I don't think that denying that you, that, or, or like trying to absolve yourself from it or like take blame off of yourself or responsibility off of yourself for what happened to this person is necessarily helpful because it happened. And we're dealing with it now. Sure, sure. And then I find Britney, I, I find Britney to be tragic because it's like what you were saying, like, and what the doc says is that her having children um, coincided with the paparazzi at their sort of peak mm-hmm. powers. And so, like, 
it it just it just is it's just trying to imagine living a life as a new mother while having every single thing that you do be examined and scrutinized. Yeah. Is it just it must sound like hell to anyone. Right? Well, it yes. has to sound like hell to anyone. And so and so Britney Spears is tragic because she is this like person who um had to bear the brunt of like everyone moralizing around how celebrities should be um, respectable, presentable. But meanwhile, she was being subjected to this insane media scrutiny around being like her anatomy and mm-hmm. her, her sexuality in a way that they were not comfortable with. And it was coming from this crazy, puritanical, patriarchal, misogynistic place. I know right. it sounds like we're just throwing around all these adjectives, but it's like, it, there, I, I think it's like, it's important to... Um, I don't think it's a it's a chicken or the egg thing. I think like it starts at the fucking dirtbags who ask her about her tits when she's fucking eighteen years old. Absolutely, I truly believe that. And the reason why we're it sounds like we're throwing around these adjectives is because we it, now at this time have the vocabulary to talk about it this way. Oh. So when the issue comes up, we're gonna use that vocabulary. And I, like like so people being like, uh, yeah, yeah, arriving a little late. Fuck you. It's like no, fuck you. Because at least we're having the conversation because it should be had because this woman is in danger now. Like, did you have like the vocabulary around mental health in 2007 when she was at her lowest like if you did then great if you like if you we are in this new sort of baseline we've caught up to some new baseline as a culture thankfully where we like understand each other when we throw words around like this right back then at whatever whatever age you were there was no collective societal like awareness around is this woman's well-being being considered exactly And I mean, you know what I was really happy that they brought up was the proximity to the Lewinsky scandal with all of this. Because that was was really, I thought, important uh, in terms of points that were made by the documentary because no one was sticking up for Monica Lewinsky at that time. Literally no one. And so what was happening with Britney Spears was in many ways like a more at least on face value, lighthearted way of shaming a woman for for being sexual. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. It, we had it in such a dark way with Monica Lewinsky, who was only, you know, she was younger than 25 mm-hmm. and, and and got all of this. And it's really interesting to look at it in the in the frame of Britney Spears because Britney Spears was like, you know, obviously bubblegum pop. And she sort of got like what was weirdly enough, like in comparison to Monica Lewinsky, like a bubblegum pop version of misogyny where it wasn't like, fuck this whore, Monica Lewinsky. She is a harlot. Look at her with her raven hair and her, you know, she Uh obviously uh stomped in there and she knew what she was doing. It was like a lighthearted misogyny of so what's up with your boobies? Like, and and yeah. like then her, sorry, but going on SNL and the monologue joke being her tits yeah. moving around. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. all these things. And like, you hear the late night jokes and it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird and it would never uh-huh. happen now. So it is important to call it out now and, and, and understand that that is the root of all of this. Because when we talk about Britney Spears now, what we all have to understand is that we have been as a society conditioned to speak uh, not just about women, but specifically about her in Mm -hmm. a certain way. And there is remnants of that when we talk about her now. So when you say the words Britney Spears, 
to many, many millions of people, the first thing that comes to their mind is not the Free Britney movement or how the how important the music was to them or the fact that she, it's that she's crazy. It's that she drove around with a baby on her lap and no, right. my God, isn't she a terrible mother? Shaved which is, the head. Yeah. And by the way, like watching that moment play out again on, in the doc reminded me of when AD was on the show and she was like, I've never related more to a celebrity than that moment because, and mm-hmm. because she was like, fuck you. Fame is bullshit. Right. It's destroying who I am as a person. And you guys don't have access to the person that you thought I was ever again. Yes. And like, honestly, like it makes total sense. It makes total sense why she would. And like her getting the umbrella. I'm like, I think I clapped at the screen. I was like, that's actually incredible that she did that. Right. Because fuck that dude who they interviewed. Like I'm, People who took issue with him being interviewed and included in the documentary, the videographer slash paparazzo who like was there at that moment that like one of her like paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that fucking dude sucks. Who's just like, no one, if she didn't, she never said to leave me alone. And then they were like, what about the, all the times that we have on tape of her saying, leave me alone. She just meant for that day. Get out of here. It's truly. And honestly, that Us Weekly photo editor too. I was like, you are. Like, oh yeah. And like, he, he, like, he had the smugness about him too. Where I was like, no, 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 no. You were part of this apparatus that like destroyed this woman's life. Yes. Do you understand? It's exactly what you said. The overarching thing is like capitalism. Like the, what, there shouldn't be a system in place where incentivizes photography to the point of a million dollar picture being a thing in paparazzi culture. Like that should not be the like motivating engine behind all this. And yeah, right. here we are. But like you could have at least like stopped it there. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's exactly what you said earlier, which is it's that individualism versus collectivism, because now these guys clearly know, they clearly know that they were part of something that destroyed this woman or, you know, caused her to be in the situation that she's in now. And they will do uh, like Simone Biles level gymnastics to fucking absolve themselves of wrongdoing. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. They will stop at nothing. No one can just be like, you know what? I was wrong. I, I and, and I could try to justify it by saying it was a livelihood and it was a good livelihood. I thought we had a relationship that we didn't. I didn't know I was harming. Whether or not that's true, obviously, they need to examine a lot about their lives if they believe that. But they should come out and say, you know what? I was wrong. And I think there are tons of people that should come out and say, I was wrong. I think that we should have a statement from Justin Timberlake. Where is Justin Timberlake's allyship for Britney Spears now? After he made his solo career off of her back, which he did. Because let's not Absolutely. mince words here. He had a fine debut album. There's definitely some bops. Like Justin Timberlake is a talented man. He's multi-talented. But that does not just make a pop superstar in an individual capacity. He needed a narrative. And his narrative was, fuck Britney Spears who cheated on me and then he sold her out and said that she had been lying about her virginity when he went on the radio and said that he had sex with her. So that was a dirtbag move and he is culturally aging very poorly because we haven't even talked about the Janet stuff and yes, he did come out and say you know, he did the bare minimum and said, I believe that women are, and especially black women are treated differently and, but he, he did not do enough to like try to help And he's certainly not saying or doing enough now for the woman who, without him, he would not be where he's at. And it's fucked up. She, Brittany did not need Justin. Justin needed Brittany. 
that. Say that. That is the real truth. What is? What was that? Anyway, James. Anyway, James. <laughs> this segues. That's well, what she I said. Mean, and I. What was that? What was that? Okay. Okay. James. James. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. 
My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. We're, we're sort of starting to talk about Wendy now. The other documentary. We need to talk about Justin. Um, yeah, would you, just, what are your thoughts? I mean, phew. we need to talk about Justin. And I just feel like. I remember he was absolutely silent. And meanwhile, Janet was the one who was going out, was going to all these talk shows doing all, like I remember like Janet Jackson, like went on fucking Conan like two weeks after the whole Super Bowl happened. And I was like, wait, why is, even as a kid, I was like, this is not her responsibility. She does not have to clean up this mess. When even as a kid, I was like, but we talked about it at school the next day. We were like, but Justin tore away the breastplate thing. He ripped her clothes off of her. And it was like it was like part of the staging, but like he ripped her his her clothes off of her and then he had to he didn't answer for it at all. Like when like when did he even say the whole like black women are treated differently? Like like what, 20 years after the fact? Like 15 or something? He's quoted as saying, and I believe it happened right after, like I the fact of the matter is like she had her historic career ended basically mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I- in the way that it was i mean you're talking about someone who's performing the super bowl like that <sighs> is the biggest moment of someone's career and very a handful of people would even be considered for that and because this thing that it took two to tango <laughs> to execute she was completely ruined and then that was like you know on the way up for him. Like he got huge. I mean, there was a time where he was the biggest. Meanwhile, she was wearing this like fantastic, like corsetry, whatever. And he is literally out there in a gray t-shirt and like a fucking dirt colored button down. Like, I'm sorry, but that, I mean, that is also illustrative of something where it's like men don't men can show up looking like fucking shit at these events. These huge events that are watched by tens and tens of millions of millions of people. Let's just say it. I mean, it's because he's attractive and white. He can do whatever he wants and straight. Forget it. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like this type of like sort of rat pack throwback thing he was doing. Let's also not ignore the fact that like, not only did he make his career off the back of Britney Spears in that narrative, but like he was doing R and B music and like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, not to say that white people can't do R&B music. I don't believe that that's true, but it felt like it felt like it, it felt like a more palatable version of what black artists had been doing for decades at that point. And it was just like, right. Hey, here's not to make this. Uh, this is a very lazy comparison, but here's like a La La Land jazz, Ryan Gosling doing jazz version of, I don't know. You know, it's like, here's yeah, like I get what you're me, saying. Yeah. a white boy doing Rat Pack looks and then R&B sort of stylings in, in my in my music. Right. I just think he is not, he is not, it's just funny now because he is so, he's now for, he's now like dad pop. You know what I mean? Like, can't stop the feeling. It's like, you know what I mean? It's very sure, sort of sure, like sure. mainstream, like Ellen would play it. Um, yeah. Not cool. 
Um, mm-hmm. But he, it's just so funny to see him age poorly because now it's like, if you actually look back and like really assess why he is as big as he is, like, it's not great. It's not, the the, the record is, is really suspect. Like, ain't great. It's, it's not good. Um, and get a fucking jade roller, honey, to lift the bags <laughs> under the eyes. I'm sorry. It, well, it's just so funny because like, I'm making never, fun of his appearance. It was so never more, like, but no, but I'm about to too, because it was never more apparent that he was like <laughs> such a white dude when he started aging as badly as he has. <laughs> like, Ooh. I'm like the man of the woods thing. Like he had to do man of the woods because he needed to justify looking like hell. Like, like curdled. He truly <laughs> looks curdled now. Okay, Han says there's some awful clips from the 2018 Emmy red carpet where journalists are asking Jessica Biel questions and he keeps jumping in to talk for her. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because he can't help himself. I mean, that 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 type of person has aged poorly. You know what I'm saying? That like, yeah. hey, aren't I? Like, I remember even like at the, this is such a crazy example, specific example. This is the 2010 Emmys. Mm-hmm. And Tina Fey had won an Emmy for 30 Rock for writing, mm-hmm. for outstanding writing in a comedy television show. And Justin, for whatever reason, was presenting. Like yeah. Justin Timber looks at the Emmys shirt. Sure, he's presenting for outstanding writing in a comedy television series. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey wins, and he like presents her the awards. And then instead of and then and as Tina walks up to the mic, he like but like jumps in and goes, "I'm gonna let you finish." Like does the whole Kanye bit, which is at that point a year old. Uh, and even and as a college student, it was like what are you doing? Just let the woman say, and then Tina had to like do the whole like, Oh, I'm Taylor Swift. Taha. Like, yeah, stop doing bits. Stop doing bits. I mean, JT as comedian was a whole thing. We, we, we gave him too much power in that moment. We were like, Oh great. He's like doing all these funny sketches with like Andy Samberg. And he's doing all these fun bits with like, he's, he's a great SNL host, but then like, you mm-hmm. can't let the train run too wild on that one. On on someone like that, who has been affirmed his entire life, you gotta pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit when you like when he's in this new venture where you're like, hey, maybe calm down. You know who's also a great fucking SNL host? Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. I'm so happy you said it because I was then thinking the same thing. I was like, Britney was a gangbusters SNL host, so and it's because good. these Disney stars, like these I'm Disney waiting, stars, I'm waiting for Zendaya to host. Oh, she'll be fantastic. Olivia Rodrigo someday. Mama, yes. Uh, uh, We need the star to come. Olivia. (laughs) Yes, Olivia. Um, But my thing is just like, they're always like, Christina was a great SNL host too. Christina was great. And it's just so funny because they're so pumped out to do that, that it's like, yes, they were great. Can we stop acting like we should put him on the goddamn cast? Like, yeah. no. Yes, like, yes, yes. It's fine. People can come and be great hosts. Um, but it, it actually reminded me um, when we were talking about Christina, like, just to leave the JT of it all for a second, because uh, uh, you can't really talk about, like, Britney at that time without talking about Christina. And I right. almost feel like the treatment that was given to Britney at the time when she was like number one and Christina was number two, just because mm-hmm, of the way mm-hmm. they came out, like no, right, no shade. Right. Actually, like Christina had just as many, if not more number one hits. That's right. actually true. But it felt like Christina had to go so far. Like, in, like she couldn't toe the line of like, 
I'm coy with my sexuality. It's like very much here and present. Like she had to be like, no, with no, stripped? I am. Uh, I, th- my album is called <laughs> Stripped. I'm in fact filthy. I'm uh, d- the S. The the music video for Dirty is about getting a yeast infection. <laughs> it was like I'm filthy, and this is me, and I love it. That and I music video. It. I've never seen anything. Please filthier. The and song I mean that holds be- up. I mean that in the best. Oh, it's absolutely holds up. It but the music slaps. video is truly like slimy, grimy sex, and it's mm-hmm. so hot. And I've never seen anything like it since. Nope. Like she did. She did fully, full tilt. Go into I'm a fucking sexual being. Yes, and I responded to it. I remember when yes, I was younger. I was did. like, I was like, oh, like. Wow, yeah, for sure. I'm out of the two of them. I always was like, not not that I actually well, not that's that's not true. Because when people were like, you team Brittany or Team Christina, I was always like, I'm team X Tina. Because uh-huh, I just always uh-huh. I really loved how hard she went for it. And I always loved the vocals. I mean, like, I, I'm someone that appreciates the vocals. But it was so interesting to think about Christina in watching this documentary because she, she was so like not forced to, but it felt like she had to occupy a space that was a, that was something completely different from Britney. And when Britney was made to feel like self-conscious or like her Mm -hmm. sexuality was something to be like, uh, coy about Christina was like, oh, there's no way. And that kind of, unfortunately for Brittany, like that was probably the more like self-preserving way to go. But overall, Christina approached her sexuality in a way that was much, much, much more confident. And Brittany's was, I'm being sexy in spite of what people expect of me. Christina's like, I don't fucking care what people expect of me. This is not this is not pushing back against something. This is just who I am and who I want to be. Does that well, make sense? Both, yes, absolutely. And both of them on those albums that came out at that, at those times, like obviously stripped is a huge, is literally a response to media coverage of her. Yes, and so yes. slave for you feels like it, lyrically, literally it explores I may come off a certain way, but I'm actually this. Yes. And yes. I, I'm sexual in this way. And it almost makes me feel like that makes sense that Slave for You came out before before Dirty because mm-hmm. if if they were already thinking we're gonna take Christina in a more overtly sexual direction and then Britney came out with Slave for You, they were like, all right, well we gotta get the hens from the hen house, we gotta get pigs in here, we gotta make sure that everyone's who can spit in someone else's mouth in the background. Like yeah, we, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was like. It was like a petri dish, Mama. Yes, yes. And, and like because because they were in competition with each other. Meanwhile, you got Jessica Simpson over there being like, "Jesus Christ is one of my best friends." <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Oh my God! I just have to say, there was a period of time, even in college, like two thousand. 2000, I mean, but, but it, it was end of high school into college, but 2007 into like 2011 when Femme Fatale came out that I was, that Britney mm-hmm. was my number one even, even before Gaga wow. at the time. It's, you know, what's funny, like that, that through line is very followed. It's like Britney Gaga for people. It's really funny. But even, but even for me, it was like, 
um, it, it was just that like me having this loyalty to her because of all she had been through. Yeah. And I, and I was following the conservatorship bullshit when blackout came out. Cause I was like, this is an incredible album. Mm-hmm. Like, even in high school, I was like, I would like turn to my, my, my friend, Emily Nepper. And I'd be like, wait, this album is incredible. Every song is amazing. What's going on? Isn't it so sad that she's going through what she's going through? She can't promote it. The Give Me More video is whatever. And then like that summer piece of me came out or whatever, or that winter piece of me came out and then she won the uh, VMA. But uh, I was just following her life so closely. I was on the message boards. I would never post on them, but I was on breatheonme.com, which was like the main Britney Spears, like news. I was, I'm telling you, you daily, daily I was following up on the Britney news. And everyone being like, I remember like before Femme Fatale was announced, it was like all of all of like the insiders are saying it's Blackout 2.0, it's Blackout 2.0. And that was like the, like if, if, if there are fellow like Britney Spears fans out there of that time who can confirm this, please like give a shout out on Twitter or something. Because it, I remember when Femme Fatale, before the title came out, everyone was like, it's, it's Blackout 2.0. It's like club bangers. And honestly, Femme Fatale, amazing album till the world ends hold it against me i want to go fucking oh, i um, want to go is now i roll. a joke yeah um um big fat is leather bass. and lace on that one leather and lace is circus see oh, i circus. I, okay. not, I like like you understand like i don't think you know this that well about me no i know that you're a britney boy <sighs> i love britney i love britney so much what's your favorite music video go uh, I mean, I think her. I think one of the best music videos of all time is Toxic. Baby, one more time. Oh, no, Toxic. toxic. I, I think that Toxic is one of the best pop songs of all time. I think it's one yeah. of the best music videos of all time. I will never... Going, just going era by era, I think Let's like... Go. I loved... Obviously, Baby One More Time is Baby One More Time, and it is synonymous with pop perfection, and it is synonymous uh-huh. with the birth of Britney. And then moving forward, I loved Off... Oops, I did it again. I would listen to Lucky... <laughs> All the time. I love Lucky. In fact, I, when we used to do like Henry nights at at the, at um yes, at the duplex, duplex, I would sing Lucky all the time. I Such love Lucky. Song. Lucky needs like a renaissance. Lucky needs a renaissance. Like, that music video, just so good. Her hair in that music video as mm-hmm. Lucky. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember that was when I was at the age. I was nine years old. Radio Disney was the shit. We didn't yeah. have, it was, it was still terrestrial radio times and would listen to that, would, didn't know how to buy it offline where parents wouldn't let us buy the CDs because they were like, Britney Spears is too sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even like growing up. But like if my sister snuck in or somehow convinced my parents to buy Baby One More Time. Yeah. We did not have the second album, did not have Britney. Um, in the zone we bought in China and then blackout I bought on my own because I was in high school by then but anyway yes lucky okay keep going keep so going. for the, then going forward it's like my favorite album of her I, I kind of didn't love Britney the album like I just yeah. thought it was it was not the first two but that being said like there's great stuff on there but my favorite Britney album when I of, of that time of her in the zone was in the zone I mean for me I loved breathe on me I loved uh, touch like, of my I, hand touch of my hand i loved i even liked, outrageous i loved outrageous i loved um what i got that boom boom i got like, that boom, boom. outrageous <laughs> outrageous was supposed to be um the fourth single or the single the single that ended up getting cut or the single that was supposed to be out after every time which every time 
incredible my music sex video. Drive. My oh, shopping spree. <laughs> we on a world, <laughs> we on a world tour. tour. Oh my god! Wait, didn't we used to say that when we would go on tour? We'd be like, we on a world tour. World tour. Oh my god! Yes, that so song good. was so good. And obviously, Toxic is on that one, and I love that. And also, that has every zone. time. But every time I'm telling you the music video for every time Britney, Brilliant. it's like I, it's it's her most artistic, like sort of like filmic music video. But she's giving you a really fucking good performance. Yeah, she was great. She's like Stephen Dorff yeah. in it. Stephen Dorff, so hot in that video too. In the zone, incredible album, top to bottom. Truly, that was that was like imperial phase Britney to me. Yeah, and I'll never forget that cover with that like blue pink like blue. it was like I just like and I also loved it because it felt like she was the most excited. Like yeah. it felt like she had taken the time to like, by the way, this is the Britney episode and that might be the title of that. This is the, the Britney, Britney episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, it's like that aesthetic, that confidence. And then when she, I remember the first single was obviously me against the music, which was her Madonna uh-huh. moment. And then yeah. that came with all of the bullshit with the VMAs with them kissing right. and stuff. And again, everyone threw everyone off. And like, that was sort of like them understanding exactly what the media was going to do. And they gave right. them that. And who is the provocateur original than Madonna to like right, do that right. with Madonna, do that with Britney and <laughs> featuring Christina, because she really got the shaft in terms of coverage on that one. Cut to Beyonce and Justin. They cut to Justin, oh, yeah. but then, but then Beyonce the next day or that, the, that week in the media was like, I am disgusted. I was disgusted. By- <laughs> I was disgusted. Beyonce, which we have, we, but, we have to stand. And also the fact that She's Beyonce Christian. was there. Talk about another one that's always been here. Beyonce, oh, yeah. bitch. Um, but anyway, like when that was all going down, like I I remember me against the music, like I did not love as a first single. And then when Toxic came out, I was like, oh, forget, forget it. it. The James Bond strings, the video, how many cuts there are in the video, like that it's like a comic <sighs> book. That song, I just remember felt like, felt like art in a way. Everything, <sighs> if it felt like pop songs, like mm-hmm. that felt like art. Also, I want to shout out the song, Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know, a rare Britney ballad which I love. And she performed that on SNL live. She did. But don't let me, don't let me be the last to know is that was a long time ago. That was oops. I did it again. Right? That was oops. I did it again. It was not on yeah. in the zone, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to be going through and not say that right, song. Cause right, I do love right. that song. Some, and then in no, the later some, years, sometimes, sometimes, oh, sometimes that, the, it's great. the music video for sometimes when they're just all in white and just like the crop tops and her like, beach ball. dancing on it. Mama. So beautiful. I mean like what it, that like evokes a feeling, you know, it's, absolutely. Like at the time, you're like, this is what love is. And it kind of is a beautiful love song. Sometimes I run, sometimes I hide, sometimes I'm scared of you, but all I really all want is to I hold you tight. To hold you tight. Treat you right. right. Be, Be with, with you day, day and night. night. Baby, beautiful song. All I need is time. Okay. The bridge. Also, the bridge. Just hang around and you'll see. There's nowhere I'd rather be. If you love me, trust in me. No way that I. I'm like oh, so bad today, but anyway, um, that song was unreal. And also, you know what I think could be a hit right now? What? Stronger. Oh yeah. Oh. If she were to on. come out with stronger right now, I think it would kill. That is a slay and a half. I mean, peppermint, like with the reveal at season nine finale, that was stronger, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like unbelievable like it, it matched it almost matched i would say the like 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 emotions like so emotional with the wit like but i'm saying like it's, they didn't match completely but it's like 
in yeah. terms of like huge pop songs like yeah. that like are built for moments like that like oh my god it doesn't Massive. get better than stronger it does so not. huge and it's it's like it, you would you would forgive an album that only had that one hit on it like but it was like uh, it was stronger lucky yeah oh my god unreal and unreal. then moving through time like blackout blackout is so great i mean I, like for me like i I think what? honestly one of her better albums of all time is Glory, which like just came out. The production <laughs> on Glory. Yeah. Like, why you laugh? I feel like Glory between you and me and our friends has been this like punchline, but actually no, not a joke. We not a joke. We like all keyed into Do You Wanna Come Over recently. It's one We're, of like, the most important songs of all time. It's actually one of the most important songs of all time. And I dare, I challenge the reader right now to put on Do You Want to Come Over by Britney Spears from the album Glory, her latest, most recent album that came out like what, like five years ago now? It came out in 2016. There was a re-release that came out in 2020. Right. I'm sure because it was like a money grab because she was like, I'm not making music anymore Mm. until my dad's off the conservatorship. They're like, well, we still got to make money somehow. Yeah. Anyway, um, Do You Want to Come Over? Put that on and if it and, and and walk around in a circle. And if you are not like skipping and getting your fucking life to that song, honey, you ain't human. They need to do that as a lip sync on Drag Race. And you know oh, who yeah. I think would have killed it? Like for some reason, La La the, no, no, the entire well, yeah, because she would kill everything. But the entire of season ten, I was like, I hope we finally get. Um, do you want to? Do you want to come over as a lip sync so Aquaria could do it? Because oh. I think Aquaria would kill do you oh want to come God. over and i bet she knows it and on I that bet she knows that. she 100 does and on that album i also really like the single which was make me and also the song which, which make me and just if you literally just like smoke a little weed lay on your back like and just put on the album uh glory just starting with track one invitation like the production will fuck you up if you get some good hear- good good uh, headphones and play the album. It's really good, and she is right there. She's she's there in Slumber Party with Tinashe. Excellent, excellent, and oh, great yeah. music video actually too. Yeah, and I I do love Private Show. Private Show's fun. It's it's so like it's so <laughs> auto <laughs> but slumber party with Tinashe, like it, it's reminiscent of the boys' music video where they're just—it's a long table and like they're both like crawling towards each other. It's mm-hmm. like really fun. Um, circus, I think, is fantastic. Circus is amazing. What's your favorites on Circus? Because there's some bops. If you see Amy, I'm so glad they did it on Drag Race this season. Denali really, really, really fucking delivered. I think that is one of her underappreciated music videos. Where she is kind of giving you choreo. It's the most choreo that she'd given more choreo in that than she'd given the circus video, I mm. would say. And she's doing like fun choreo. And it's just her like in this like gross house in the morning after a party, but she's like giving you fun little moments. And then she like gets dressed and like turns into a housewife. And then there's like little like Easter eggs where like her daughter at the end of the music video is in the baby warmer time outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she like has to present herself as this like all American woman. And while all the paparazzi are, are like flashing their cameras outside. Yeah. And she's, and she's just like, she's giving you a really good performance star quality. Like you can't 
teach this. Like, yeah, she's one of the best music video, music video pop star actresses. Like she is up there. So she's such a star. I mean, she's a star. She's so watchable. That album has one of my favorites that doesn't get talked about enough is kill the lights. And also, um, yeah, lace and leather. And I love, um, uh, blur is great. Can't remember what I did last night. Everything, <laughs> everything uh, is still a blur. And then Radar, <laughs> the only song to be on two different albums. Yeah, Come do you on. do you have any information on why that was? I think they wanted to like make that a like a full single from Blackout, but they were like, this song is too fucking good. Mm. We have to put it on circuits. And then they shot a music video for it where she, again, Britney's turns in a really good music video performance. Yeah. Like during the bridge where she's just like, or, you know, she's, she's just at like a derby or something and she's in this giant sun hat and she is like really giving it to you. And I'm like, what a star. What a star. Okay. Sorry. This it really is the Britney episode. Okay. Moving on. We completely, we completely did not even plan talk about, what? Brit- Britney Jean, which has work You're, bitch, don't of course. Skip Fatale. I, I, I'm not skipping it, but I feel like we talked about Glory, and I just wanted to say that, and I know you love this song, even though it's like a ballad. Perfume. Perfume. So I waited for you to come, and I tried to act natural. Have you ever been thinking about her, about me? We need Patty Harrison to cover it. <laughs> yes, it is a Patty Harrison song. <laughs> If she doesn't cover it, she's done. She's done. I mean, it's not It's not a great album. It's probably her weakest. <gasps> Between Britney Jean and Femme Fatale was when she did um, uh, Scream and Shout with William, which is truly like mm. a camp classic to me. But it's just her in a, Brit- in a crazy British accent chanting, and that's it. And it's this, a whole fucking yeah. pop. This whole era was weird. This is when she went on X Factor. This is when I started oh, to right. feel like, what is going on? But she was, it seemed like she was having fun. I guess. It seemed like she was having fun on X Factor. I don't know. Till the World Ends, there is a different cut of the music video where it's the choreography edit, the choreography cut. Mm-hmm. And it's phenomenal. I might mm-hmm. watch it tonight. Oh my God. It's true. That is an incredible fucking song. Britney is one of those uh, ones where you could fall into a YouTube wormhole and just park it. Oh, like, just yeah. park it because let the, let the playlist guide you. Let the automated playlist guide you. Park it. Yeah, really, truly. I mean, not. I mean, even Britney Jean is like, if that's the weakest album, which I would agree, it still mm-hmm. has songs that I really enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, and then Femme Fatale. This is the last thing I'll mention. Femme Fatale has two songs that are from um, the producers of Toxic. She had like not worked with them until Femme Fatale again. Um, How I Roll and Trip to Your Heart. Like mm. excellent songs that are just like beautifully produced. Really like wonderful, wonderful, wonderful songwriting. I don't know. I just like, and how, oh, so good. So good. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Dot com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Okay, we can we can move on now and talk about Miss Wendy Williams, shall we? It's 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 just such a 
It's such a downgrade because it's, you know what? It's, it's almost interesting that they both had documentaries come out. I mean, Brittany had nothing to do with hers, obviously. And Wendy executive produced hers, which should, mm-hmm. should mean you watch it with a raised eyebrow because the subject is also the EP, um, which is, you know, definitely a vibe. But it's like, you're talking about someone who has been the focus of so much tabloid uh, and oh, yeah. gossip and paparazzi minded, you know, the celebrity consumption of it all and then literally someone who rose to like power the perpetrator doing that i mean we're not over here being like wendy williams is an incredible person she is one of the best <laughs> memes of all time okay <laughs> i mean she's she's given us a lot but she's also given us a lot of like truly soul-crushingly dark moments where oh, she'll like always- side with She'll side with sexual predators or whatever, or she'll like blame victims of assault. When meanwhile, she is also herself a victim of assault. It's yeah. it's just twist. I mean, but this is like the cycle of assault sometimes is that like it just, it like makes you think that, well, other people should also go through the same thing I went through in some cases. I don't want to speak on Wendy's behalf, but it, it feels like there's something being cycled through when she is talking about someone else who is a victim of, of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm always nervous watching her, not oh, because yeah. I feel like, sh- not because I feel like um, I'm nervous about her delivering anything. Or I'm never, never, never worried about her landing the plane, but I just feel like she's so often wrong. Yeah. She's so often incorrect. And I'm like, I am not on here saying that I'm like the fucking bearer of the truth all the time. Like I've been wrong on this podcast all the time, but, the, but she is like, she's got such a huge platform and like the way that her audience will just agree with everything she says. I'm like there, this is a tough, this is a weird thing because she does hold some odd positions yes, and she yes. is problematic a ton of the time. And yeah. so she'll say this shit and the whole audience will just be like, we'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And you're like, wait, what? And I do respect her because I think you have to respect someone who has created an empire like this. Absolutely. Like, and I don't know, like, has she been harmful towards people? Yes. Um, I think that I think probably, I don't know. I'm not in her head, but I would imagine a lot of the Whitney stuff probably keeps her up at night. I don't know that it even, I don't know that it does. I think she, she was very upset when, when Whitney passed, of course she was upset when Whitney passed, but like she, she kind of in the documentary, even like uses that as a point of like, that was one of my proudest moments was that Whitney interview when we caught her on, we, we got her on tape when she didn't know she was being on tape. And like, we had Wendy like talk about crack and talk. It's, it was just like, Oh wait, you might have some remorse about the way that you specifically like, broke some seals on the one on on the Whitney Houston like conversation in the zeitgeist but you also are brandishing that as like a point of pride yeah you're saying that it was an achievement that as a result of your involvement with her people found out about her drug abuse yeah it's I don't know uh, about it's, that it's, one. T- it's tough it's tough you don't know about that one uh, I'm gonna um, have to, gonna have to think on that one gonna have to think on that one gonna um, have to you, gonna have to consider that one did you end up watching the biopic i didn't i couldn't really get through the biopic although um uh that actress is phenomenal she was great and so i think she you watched great. the documentary 
and I watched the biopic and that was the way Lost Cold Racers was going to cover this. Um, I did try to watch the documentary, but I could not take any more Wendy Williams content after the biopic. It was just too much. Um, right. Sierra Payton, who plays Wendy. Sierra Payton, yes. Does Fantastic. a great performance. Like she, great performance. She, she manages to be grounded. And this is my take on the whole Wendy of it all. It's like with the biopic, it's like she's gone through so much real shit. Like yes. she was raped. Um, her husband was like, you know, a philanderer. Yeah. Like, you know, it was not easy for her professionally. You know, mm-hmm. she like one thing after another. And it's so, it's so funny to watch all this real shit happen to her because she is such a caricature. Uh, she's like a heightened cartoon it's like watching a biopic about bugs bunny you find out about his bankruptcy you know what i mean it's like it's like i i'm with this person and thank god they got a great actress to play her because she was able to ground it because it's literally a, like watching a biopic of a cartoon but she's I mean, able we, to ground it i mean but are we like venturing into dangerous territory by like dehumanizing wendy williams the person by being like she's a cartoon character when we're like we should like we should we did that to Britney. I, I I'm not saying it's the same. I'm not I'm not drawing that equivalency, but I'm just saying like, are we are we justifying any sort of like treatment or conversation around Wendy Williams? I think that Wendy Williams knows that she has created a persona, which is how you doing, which is all these things, yeah. which is you know, and she she they you they show in the bio biopic like. She went out of her way to get huge tits. She wanted to walk into yeah, every yeah. room and everyone say, there's Wendy. Like she created a larger than life persona yes, and yes. she embodies that all the time. Right, so right. when I say it's like watching a biopic of a cartoon character, what I truly only mean is her persona is so her big. Creation. Yes. Yeah. And so, and so much of what she is known for is like, I mean, and this is another thing. It's like, when you, when everyone saw her in the Statue of Liberty Gish and she fainted, if you, if, if you're as the viewer, if your only thing you thought was, well, I hope she's okay. Good for you, bitch. But I guarantee you laughed. Guarantee you laughed. And if you didn't and you're in denial about it, Personally, for me, you can go fuck yourself because I think you're a liar. And I think uh, that you're trying to just stay above the fray, re the whole Well, I never thought it was w- funny what they did to Britney. Shut up. Like, genuinely. <laughs> because there is comedy when it comes to Wendy Williams' state of As being. Sta- like, she is larger than life on purpose. It's it's of her own mate. Like, the, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like, her, like, lighting a Slim Jim on fire. And like having that be like a like a recurring bit where she's like, I'm a foodie and she's eating like a Slim Jim. Like I like early days, Wendy Williams, I was like, I'm with this person. She is great. And yes, she's such an icon of the radio and she mm-hmm. has all these amazing interviews. And she's like the Howard Stern of of like she's like the female Howard Stern. Yeah. Um, and then on the show, it really became, and I'm so glad, and they, they actually touched on this moment in the documentary, the Omarosa interview was like the first or second week of the show. Mm-hmm. And like you've seen, I like we most of us have seen it. At yeah, this point, yeah, but they like, were great together. They were great together, but the, but they, they touch on a moment where like a switch in Wendy flips when Omarosa says, 
You know, it's interesting seeing you on TV. I feel like you've lost a little bit of your edge, but maybe this is a new Wendy. I like that. I like that. And the people in the orange are like, boo, boo, boo. And then they cut back to Wendy and her face drops. Mm -hmm. And I think from that moment on, she was like, oh, I'm not going to be like Ellen. I'm going to be a fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I was doing on radio and just be this like persona that people will have a strong reaction to one way or the other. Because that's how she, that's her bread and butter. Yeah. Exactly. And then from then on, like the, the ship took off and, and like, yeah, I mean her, like she, she did become this character. So, okay. I, I, I understand what you're saying about the Bugs Bunny thing. And yes, she <laughs> is like, it is like, it is true. And like her being in a statue of Liberty costume and fainting is on some level, she has to love that. She featured it in the film, in the bio. It was literally the clip that they showed to like promote the movie. She knows, yeah. she knows that there's something about this that is unusual and not, and there's something comedic about it. Like I've seen interviews with her promoting it where they'll be like, showing where here's a clip from the thing before we do the interview and it's that clip and then they go please welcome wendy williams and she comes out smile on her fucking face you know what i mean she knows yeah yeah, she's an ep of the movie like again she is in control of this product well it's it's that that is the thing though it's like at that point you are your own pr agency you are your own pr person and like there's a skill to that and there's something to be gained from that but there's also that's also scary. That's also like, oh wait, you are you're selling yourself as the product of something, which is as as just a product. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, but we love Wendy so much. I mean, she's given us. She's got a point. She's a point. She's, she's an, an icon. icon. She's, she's a, a legend. legend. And she, she is the, the moment. moment. Now yeah, come, come on, on now. now. And the thing is, too, it's like I understand. I say like I'm a little bit nervous to watch her because because I'm always wondering what she's going to say. That's kind of the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one's going to watch Wendy Williams for the news. You're going to watch right. Wendy Williams because you want to know what Wendy has to say about items in the news. Like, yes. You, yes. you don't you don't watch Hot Topics to understand really what's happening with She's such not and breaking such. it down. She's not. No, like, she's giving a take. She's not Vox.com. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. giving a take. She is a commentator in a way. And, right. you know, we did her interview at VultureFest when VultureFest yes. like honored her and she was very quiet. Very quiet, very, just very, not closed off, but she was just like, kind of like, just just maybe just like a little disoriented that day. I don't know. I mean, that was right in the middle of the Kevin Hunter yes. stuff. And I, I thought about that um, in watching the stuff. I was like, wow, this was really right around the time when Bowen and I met her. Because that was May 2019, and mm-hmm. then like all that shit went down in the fall or the summer in the fall of that year. Yeah, and it was just like, and she—I don't think she mentioned Kevin Hunter, but she mentioned Kevin Junior, her son, mm-hmm. um, and how much she loves him. And like, it was really kind of—it was kind of a snooze of an interview, and that's probably on us because we didn't ask her the right questions, maybe. But um, well, we were—I mean, we were kind yeah. of. It was. It wasn't like you can ask any question you want. <laughs> well, of course, it had. To, like, oh yeah, because we did. We did. It like, was vetted. You know, it wasn't like Matt and Bowen interviewing her. It was like us for Vulture interviewing her. It's just so funny to think. I mean, remember that moment, and not to go back to the Britney documentary, but remember that moment when Felicia, like the assistant, such a fun character, such a fun lady, sweet woman. I remember her from back in the day, the old right. Britney specials. Right. So, like I remember her on like Britney Driven. Right. 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 
Um, but like she holds up that photo of the two of them in Times Square, like in 98, when like, when like before, like, like when Britney was like signing the record deal, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like to get like, a, I'm like, I, have, I haven't seen like a Britney photo of her as a teenager before fame, just being like a regular girl, a tourist in New York City. She's a girl from Louisiana coming to visit the, the big city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, there's something so like, just so precious and like lovely and like, oh God, like I, like, I wish that little girl like was, was in, I'm, I'm sure she is in there she now is. still, but it's like, ugh, like this poor girl is in for the right of her fucking life. It's like early, often the word that gets used for Brittany. And I think we even used it in this episode is the word tragic. And I never like to say that word when it comes to her or anyone, because there is a finality in the word tragedy, because that by definition, a tragedy is something that ends in a death. Ends and I feel poorly. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or, or ends poorly. And it's just like, we don't know how the Britney story is going to end. And, you know, uh, it feels lame and weird to say this, but you hope that at least as a result of this documentary, more people can become aware of the situation that she's in and that we mm-hmm, do need mm-hmm. to hashtag free Britney yes. and that this is a serious problem. And we do owe this woman that attention and that care because she yes. did give us so much. And she, would still be if she felt safe to do that. And um, uh, uh, you see, like, even on Instagram, like, she still has the desire to fun, be fun and play and entertain. Yeah. And I just hope that this is not um, the chapter that, like, is one of the final ones when it comes to Brittany, not saying anything's going to happen to her, but that she wouldn't perform anymore because I do believe she wants to. And I just really want the stuff to get figured out. And I wish the best yeah. for her. And I, I send all my love as I'm sure you do as well. I send my love. I send my love. And also, wait, I just wanted to say, it's so funny because we were talking about the vulture thing. Like after you got the job at SNL, like I kind of kept doing that. Right. And I went to Sundance to cover it for Vulture. And you know who I met there? Who? Army Hammer. Oh my God. Girl. What? Have we, I don't, there's nothing that we can, there's nothing for us to really add the, to the Army Hammer conversation. Well, no, what do you add on to it? There's, there's nothing to add on to it, but Army Hammer, I remember the social network had just come out and then I went home for Christmas that, that year and I was in Aurora, Colorado, and I went to the rec center where my parents have a membership to go like work out. Yeah. And no one was there, but there was a guy in a baseball cap and this like thin, beautiful woman doing a little tour walk around with like the manager of the place or someone. And I look over, I was like, that's that guy from the social network who played the Winklevoss twins. Wow. And I was like, wait, but what would he be doing in suburban Denver? Like he's not from, and I literally Googled him while he was standing like 20 feet away from me. This is such a boring story, but I just like Googled him when he, while he was like 20 feet away from me. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's from like, he's like from like this, he's this, like he was born into wealth and he's from like this part of the country and he's, he wouldn't be here. But then like, I later figured out that he was dating this woman who was from my hometown. Mm. And I'm like, wow, like what, what are those? What's that story now? I'm like, I'm thinking about it all through the lens of, his all of his past lives because I also remember that BuzzFeed article that came out, BuzzFeed news article that came out that was kind of this opinion piece on like, not it wasn't an opinion piece, it was just this feature. Why have we given this man so many chances? Mm. This is when calling me, this is when call me by your name came out and it was talking about like the Lone Ranger and it was talking about mm. like 
He kind of kept flopping. Yeah. He kept flopping over and over and over again. And it was just like, what is Hollywood's obsession with? Well, he's hot, this tall, guy. white, and he already was incredibly rich. Right. And the article like accounts for all that, but it was also like, but he doesn't have this star quality. He it's doesn't. like, he's not a box office draw. Like he is not like, and Hans is saying Hollywood is desperate for a leading man. Same reason Sam Worthington had a bunch of roles in a row. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Sam but Worthington, like, who cares? But it's like, it's these people who are like, wait, but you actually, no one gives a shit about you because otherwise we'd be going to the movies. You're not like 100%. This. Yeah, you can't really make someone a sensation. Like, yes, you can. You can shove them in front of everyone's faces again and again and again. But it's like with Britney Spears. It's like Britney Spears was a born star. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she and and talk about coming from no advantage. You know what I right, mean? She right, was born right. in Kentwood, Louisiana, which is tiny. And it was by sheer talent that she made it as far as she made it. Meanwhile, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is something I'm going to say that's maybe a little controversial, but Ooh. old money are into weird shit. Like, yeah, that's why I wasn't surprised at all when I heard about this cannibal r- rumor. Oh, no, it's which not is, surprising. It feels insane to say out loud, but I was like, well, you know, it's like any old institution, like, there's weird shit there. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, if, if you were going to tell me, hey, just so you know, one of the probably top 20 actors in Hollywood is a cannibal. If I'm looking at a list, I would pick him. Knowing nothing. <laughs> and I went, yeah. he is only an alleged cannibal at this point. And I wish the episode could be titled Alleged Cannibal, but it can't. No, no, no. We're, we're not going to make it. We're not going to just detitle, just just give the title from, from Bermuda. <laughs> Han says I'd go with Rami Malek. Well, yeah, I don't know about that guy. He's more vampire to me than cannibal. Does that make mm, sense? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> also, good point. <laughs> good point. Hans has good point. It was so here crazy to hear about that. And apparently, this week there's more coming out. And like WME and his publicist dropped him. This all sort of broke out on like Demois and like Instagram tabloids. Yeah. But now there's actual reporting that's going to come out over it. Like with like interviews and like sources and all this stuff where it's going to be like, Oh wow. This is going to be, this is going to be like, you know, it's like when terrible example, but it's like when the Louis CK thing dropped on New York on the New York times, it was, and that was, that's what made it like official. It gave it validity, right? It gave it validity. And like, that's what's about to happen. We're about to hit that. So, and we should say that hasn't happened yet. And also it is a little odd for us in the same episode where we're like, they were so unfair to Britney to be like, well, we heard this, we heard army hammer is a cannibal, but the fact is we no, have heard the <laughs> might be the case. And I, I was honestly, here's what I'd say. Do not smoke weed and then Twitter search army hammer. No. You will you will feel crazy because what they're <laughs> starting to say now is truly dark, and the DMs are really crazy. Ay ay ay! Before mm. we move into um, well, well, actually, it's helpful to think about what the tabloid culture, quote unquote, is now, and who is most susceptible to that culture, in the way that Britney was most susceptible to that to the culture as it was back then. Right, like, the kind of person who is most susceptible to that culture now. I don't know if it is someone like Army Hammer, but it, like I'm trying to think of like who is whose career is at a point where they are the most vulnerable to be sort of like exploited by like DM screenshots and shit like that. Well, literally, white straight men would say them. <laughs> that's how you know it's all fucked up. It's because they'd be like, uh, well, they're all out to get us right now. And that's like 
army hammer being like i'm not responding to these bullshit claims meanwhile it's like no dude like there's like verifiable stuff coming out here you're obviously a freak like anyway yeah but it's but the answer to your question is it's always going to be women because think about what they did to jennifer lawrence like oh god i could like that was crazy like when when yeah. when that all happened. Anyway, um, I wanted to ask you before we go into I don't think so, honey. What did you think of the big game, honey? I thought the big game was kind of a kind of a true done. A hundred percent. Like we need to cool it with. I can't <laughs> believe the amount of people on my on my on my instas who were like going crazy for Tom Brady. I'm like, you guys know his deal, right? Okay, that's my I don't think so, honey. So should we do it now? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. This is I don't think so, honey. This is where we take one minute to go off on something in culture. And it's just something that's really chapping our ass. And Matt, you have something, right? I can confirm that I do. (laughs) This is Matt Rogers' I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Tom Brady. I am so fucking bored of hearing about this man. It's been decades we need to move the fuck on from this guy who is i'm sorry but not even as hot as shrek if you put shrek next to tom brady i'm picking shrek and also in the before photos the guy looks like a lot like shrek i don't think so honey Mm. that you are like oh i don't endorse trump i didn't vote for trump i'm just a friend of trump's what the fuck does that say about you you think that's gonna make me feel better sweetheart that you didn't outwardly support trump you only are his close friend um i'm sorry that's a red fucking flag and giselle your wife had to be like don't talk about politics just shut the fuck up 15 the most out of touch person in the world i'm also so fucking sick of hearing about him and now he's like fucking playing for the Buccaneers, which by the way is the gayer word for pirates. He was a New England Patriots. Disgusting. I'm so done with this type of person. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Thank you. Shrek is hotter. Yeah. Shrek is way hotter than Tom Brady. And honestly, it's like, by the way, if there's a hot guy on the Buccaneers, it's Gronk. Okay. And I don't want to hear about anyone that's not Gronk because actually whenever I think of Gronk, I do immediately get hard. And that's something that I'll examine. But the fact of the matter is like, Tom Brady is such a massive celebrity and people are so fucking obsessed with him. And it's like, wait, hold on a second. No, these people, these people are gross. It's, it's on the chiefs that you have actual stars. Mahomes is a star. Travis Kelsey is a star and a verified nice person. Let's just say Honey. this. Um, here's who will hold the t- who Here's who will stand the test of time. Colin Kaepernick. Here's who will not. Tom Brady. He's going to age like Justin Timberlake. And also, yes. I can't believe that people are just looking the other way with the Trump of it all with him because... Well, being a friend of Trump's is worse than anything else. Like being, it's, If you're a friend of Trump, that is worse than being a supporter. That is worse than being... like If you're in his inner circle, then Disgusting. that means a million dark things. Also, he definitely has endorsed Republican candidates over Democratic candidates. And he's also threatened to run for Senate before. He's called it one of his grand aspirations. And that cannot happen. But you no. know it will. You know he's it. on some QAnon. You know he's on some QAnon shit too. Doug Bame says, I don't like him personally, but he is the greatest quarterback Doug, of all shut time. The shut fuck up. up. Doug, Doug, no. I'm, I'm, no, the, we don't care. We don't you care. You don't have to chime in on this. We're not. T- I, we we're not talking about the sport of football here. Greatest quarterback we're of all your, time. Your character as a person, Mama. Her name was Doug Flutie. Mama. Troy Aikman. Name, know it. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I don't know anything about football, but I like Patrick Mahomes. 
Um, I, that, that was probably the extent of football players that I know. I know who Tiki okay. Barber is, but he's not a quarterback. I believe mm-hmm. he was a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Deion Sanders, who famously played uh, Major League Baseball and in the National yes. Football League. Um, but uh, yeah, couldn't fucking believe anything about the Super Bowl, really. How packed the stands were. Couldn't believe that. Uh, couldn't believe that Tom Brady won again. I think it was it was seventy. Wasn't it seventy five hundred? And then it was just cardboard cutouts. Is that true? A, well, a lot of them were cardboard cutouts. Oh, okay. Well, all I know is it didn't. It didn't look like. <laughs> I mean, it was terrifying. It was terrifying to see. It was like, oh my god, how many people is this? Yeah, I don't even know if that's true. I think there might have been a ton of people there. Yeah, Hans Wait, says no, no twenty two thousand. Oh, god, never yeah. mind. Never mind. Yeah, it didn't feel right to me. Also, like. The whole stunting on them being like, by the way, we're giving $250 million away to um, end systemic racism. It's like, yeah, give Colin Kaepernick his job back. Okay, how about that? Let's fucking Mm -hmm, get it together mm -hmm. and really reckon with the fact that y'all have been really slow on the uptake here and not just like, here's a bunch of money, though I am glad that that is a very large sum of money. It's just like, I don't know. I'm still not a fan of it. And then everything they did with the messaging with um, Jasmine Sullivan having to sing the national anthem with Eric Church. It's like, no, why don't you just let Jasmine Sullivan do it? I don't need to see this fucking show of unity. And Hans wants to know what about the weekend? Um, We love Abel. Uh, It's a rule of culture. Only women should perform at the halftime show. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Or unless it's us. Unless it's us. Yeah, that's it. It should be us. And maybe, maybe Andy Samberg. Right. Lonely Island halftime. I think that a a man can perform at the Super Bowl. Prince did a great halftime show. Yes. We're talking, no, Hans, we're we're talking about in the current like Pepsi sponsored Super Bowl halftime show. We're talking about female singers. Can I say something? I'm really not liking how much we're being challenged by our straight male producers. I'm not real. I'm not into it. Today was not the day. This is the Britney episode. This is, and, uh, although I do appreciate Anna's, uh, hot EP Anna's contribution, a, a ton of parties around the event of the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Disgusting, despicable, Tampa's trash. Okay. It felt whack. And Anna, I saw your tweet about it too. And I agreed with you. And all, uh, the thing with the weekend is like, I mean, I, I, I understand that he is at that level that he could perform the Super Bowl. It's just like never going to be my vibe, though I did like the blinding lights part. I mean, it should have just been on the field the entire time. I did. I hated the staging where he was in the fucking seats. You know, like it was he was by the scoreboard. I was like, get him out, get him out on the field. Anyway, he can sing like a motherfucker. I almost didn't realize he had all that. Like, but he is like a super tenor. Like he can really sing. Yes, yes, yeah, he's great. But Super Bowl, I don't know. Anyway, um, okay. So what the deal is is I usually go. Then there's usually some conversation. Then Bowen goes. And so that is, I guess we're sort of following that tonight. So this here, my friends, is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Anyone who is disgusted had to turn it off, made a crazy face at my I Don't Think So Honey last week about toenails, bitch. I have never, ever, ever been so angry at a response. You have no right to be truly like pearl graspy pearl clutchy about this if you're it's and my my sister matt rogers was on my side in the end don't say wow my face my face was matt's face the entire time 30 matt seconds ended up siding with me being love my girl saying if you if you if you are just 
truly like shocked at this, you are not confronting your own humanity. Dig you in, are, honey. This is all I have to say. I have no articulate point to make except to, to, to say, how dare you? Do not make me out to feel disgusted or like um, these habits are bad. It's fine. We all have these fucked up Five thoughts seconds. in our head. Mm-hmm. I'm Billie Eilish. I am the emo princess saying you are as dark as I am and you are denying your darkness and your humanity by by saying that I'm the weird one. That's I'm Billie, I'm Billie Eilish. That's one minute plus. Um, that to say to end it with you saying I'm Billie Eilish now it makes sense I feel like now yes. you've earned the respect because they just didn't know that but with you saying being Billie you want to eat your Gruyere flavored toenails which by the way I looked it up I didn't means say you may I have a fungus. eat them it does mean you may have a fungus I did look it up it does mean you may have a fungus but and I so do, do millions of people <laughs> So do I, but um, apparently um, I think that you are going to sort of, you're going to see the response sort of soften because you've now expressed that it's a part of your artistic sensibility. Absolutely. It's like, it's like Billie Eilish, like, you know, slurping the saliva out of her Invisalign. It's like, guys, we are all human beings. We are all like sacks of shit. Yeah, it's so true. We're meat bags. We're meat bags. And like, don't deny your body your 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 body horror disgusting like tendencies you know that's no not, that that's episode body was horror, you know body horror no that was body horror it was body horror <laughs> that whole episode was body horror when i listened back to um the discussion of the live birth i could not believe that 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 episode was body horror and i had someone right. reach out and say they had to pull over to throw up a pregnant woman Oh my god! And I have oh. to—we have to publicly apologize. We're so sorry. We real—we triggered that pregnant woman so much that she had to oh, pull over no. in her car to throw up. And she, she, We're she so got in my DMs and she was like, "It's literally fine." But I and because it happens all the time. But I did want you to know that this did happen. And I was like, oh, "I mean, no. I completely understand." I, I very nearly threw up when we were talking about it. So uh, we're very sorry. We apologize. Well, and to anyone else who who um threw up. Yeah. But I mean, trust me, if you're if you're reading the news lately, it's a lot about cannibalism. So not a lot of ways to escape no. body horror <laughs> as of late. There is a body horror trend anyway. Yeah. What, so before we go, I just wanted to um, check in with you. Um, re your television watching. What 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 should everyone be watching along with you right now? Mm, um, I've really fallen off. I'm just watching WandaVision. Mm-hmm, I just finished season four of Search Party, which I thought was fantastic. Mm. I heard there's they might an epi- get another season. I heard they might get another season. Who knows? We're waiting to hear. But there's an episode with that focuses on Chantal Witherbottom, Claire McNulty's character. Alia was incredible this season. Alia was incredible this season. Cole Escola was incredible yeah, Cole this season. Yeah, was amazing. Susan, I mean, seeing Cole play opposite, seeing Cole play opposite, and Susan. and Susan Sarandon. I was just like, this is fucking, this, this is what yeah, dudes Cole were made of. Yeah, had to be in heaven. Um, I mean, they did such a good job. And then I just had to look up this um, actress's name because there's an actress in the um, Chantal episode, uh, Lilius White. Oh, Lilius White is a Tony winner. She, she, yeah, she's, Tony winner. she plays yes. Effie in the Dreamgirls concert version that I always tell you about. Right. Lilius White. And she's she amazing. Also was, she's one of the muses in Hercules, but she... Mm-hmm has this role in this episode of Search Party Season 4 that I think is the funniest. She is so... I texted Charles. I was like... She's an icon. I was I was an idiot. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, sh- I should know my um, my dream girls and my Tonys better. But I, I texted Charles. I was like, who is that actress who is playing this woman, Wilma? <laughs> the character's name is Wilma. 
Featured actress Tony winner for The Life in the 90s. Yes. I texted Charles. I was like, I feel like I should know this, this actress, but she's incredible and she's making me guffaw. Like, who is that? And, she, and Charles was like, oh, it's Lilia Swain. I was like, oh, right, right, right. And she just is phenomenal. I just, I'm <laughs> laughing, thinking about some scenes with her. Truly <laughs> phenomenal. And uh, Claire McNulty, incredible. Everyone, I mean, Meredith Hagner. I'm not just oh, saying this because I host the podcast, great. but yeah. Meredith Hagner, John Early, John Reynolds, Rebecca Robles, our story Oh, I love sibling. Rebecca. I was She's receiving texts incredible. about Rebecca. I was like, everyone was like, do you know Rebecca? Nico was asking me and I was like, yeah, she is do. incredible. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. So well, she always was. She was always great. She always was. Parents. And she's so multi-talented. She was doing, she was doing hair and she was like, she was, and just, I'm, and just truly like a beauty. Yeah. A beauty. Search party that, were you ever on it? <laughs> I was, I've never been on it, but you, you, you are in the search party universe. Yeah, I am in this. I'm, I'm in the SPU. Um, but that was one of those shows where it was like, you feel like, not like a rite of passage, like not like a law and order. It was like a law and order for comedy. It was like a law and order for comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it's kind of like, like, and Pat Regan is so funny. <laughs> Pat, oh, Pat's amazing. Joel and Mitra are amazing in season three. Like, yeah. It's great. Yeah. It, but yeah, it did feel yeah. good to like get to be on it because it did yes. feel like in that, in that universe, I'm like a complete yeah, entertainment, entertainment, fashion commentator. <laughs> um, You're very which we good. Love. It's what, what are you watching? I uh, literally, I, I mean, I told you, and I, I pitched to Bowen earlier. I was like, you know who I would love to have on the show? Um, Tiana Paris, Tiana um, Paris, who is playing Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. I, I've just fallen in love with her and watching interviews um, about it's the fantastic. show because she's so excited. Like, and because her character becomes like, her character in the comic books becomes like Captain becomes Marvel Captain and like Marvel, leads the Avengers. Yeah. And um, it's really fun. And I love her on the show and I'm obsessed with the show. I watched it all the episodes again last night. It's great. I'm picking up on more things now. I like, I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Olsen. I love Paul Bettany. I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, and Catherine Hahn is, I think the best actress ever, 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 ever. I'm, so in love with that woman. Yeah. I just don't think I have ever once seen her be even bad. close. N- not even, not even never seen her be bad. I've never even seen her be okay. Yeah. I've only ever seen her fucking nail it. She is exactly my yeah. favorite type of actress who, um, she's obviously led by her joy. And I think she's always fun and she's always making it fun for herself mm-hmm. and i bet mm-hmm. she's a great scene partner and i just i get such good vibes from the whole cast and wandavision what they did at the end of the last episode i loved because i love the I, actor i love that yes. actor that they revealed at the end yes, um, yes love him he's so fucking hot um oh. and i'm just obsessed with the show i i love it people people yelled at me because i said how much i how much i love wandavision and want to watch all the marvels and they're like it's military propaganda and i'm like y'all yeah, can go yeah, jump yeah. off a bridge with the i never left at britney people oh just get out of my life it's like i think we said this last episode or i mean we said this off, like offline to each other it's like my first cat dennings experience where i'm like okay yes i love cat dennings in this. i'm like yes and i've always been like okay cat dennings but girl cat dennings is so good at this i am lolling along with her i fucking love cat dennings I think she had like the two broke girls stink on her. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, she's in like a CBS sitcom, whatever. She had the Chuck Lorre stink on her, which that. I mean, who, who are we to be like? Who oh, are we? I, to, I mean, so we would have the stink on us too, if you asked. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I was going to say that um, Catherine Hahn is the best part. And I know we say this every time we bring her up, but she is the best part of Step Brothers. The best part. She, I think she steals the movie from Will. I, I, we're sorry, Will. But I, I, in my opinion, yeah. 
or my opinion, Catherine Hahn steals the movie from Will, from John C. Riley, from Mr. Adam Scott, from Adam Scott. I just, she's the funniest fucking part of that movie. She is the best part of almost everything she's ever done. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I'm obsessed. I'm not, you know what I was remembering? She was in Girls when she played, when she was the mother of the girl that Jessa was babysitting and she, Jessa oh, ends up yeah. flirting with her husband. And she's like, look, and she, the way that her character handled that it's with so her was good. like so, so good. good. And I was, I just, I'm obsessed with her. I love her in Bad Moms. <laughs> I love her in, when, when her talking, the best part of Bad Moms is her talking about uncut dicks. Yeah. She's like, you have to pull the skin over the cock. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm she should host SNL. She would be incredible. Oh my oh god! My god. I'm just I'm upset. Maybe we should get Catherine Hahn on the show. I wonder if she oh, would I do would it. love to get Catherine Hahn on the show. Well, now it's so weird because like I'm watching so many interviews with the Marvel people, and it's so clear they can't say shit. But also, Anything. I don't I I don't want to ask her about. I I would I would I listen. I could ask. I want to ask her about what she does every day. Like I don't care about you know Agnes. Oh my god! Not that I don't I care about Agnes, so but I just care about Catherine Hahn more proper. Right. Well, we might have to do a, a Catherine Hahn deep dive someday but um on that note this we hope you've enjoyed this britney spears sort of symposium mm. um two-person symposium um and we talked about wendy a little bit we talked about army i think we really <laughs> you know checked all the big boxes britney wendy army and then a little bit of a little a little, a little bit of Catherine hot appreciation which i i'm good with um yes. and i think that here's the deal bowen and i we have mentioned a lot of Britney Spears songs, but I feel that one is the, is the one to go out on. Okay. I don't know that I know. I'm wondering if me and my sister can telekinetically connect right now. Yes, yes, yes. I think we can. (laughs) She's a lucky. She's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in the lonely heart again. If there's nothing Missing in my life, then why do these tears come at night? But what were you gonna do? I was gonna do. Do you want to come ah, over? I can get into that kissing and touching. Oh, we can be good and do next to nothing. Do you want to come over? Just let me know. Do you want to come over? You can listen to that song on what album, Bo? Glory. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 